Today's episode is sponsored by Podcorn. That is correct. The Pink Moon Podcast's first official sponsor is Podcorn. Many of my beautiful listeners are also content creators, or they are starting their journey in the podcast world. You're always sending me messages, asking me for advice here and there. And today, I am sharing one with you. This is one of the many ways that you can monetize your podcast. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities right on the platform. Set their own rates and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. So come on, sign up. <laughs> Podcorn's website link is in the show notes. Again, many thanks to Podcorn. Hello, beautiful listeners. Welcome to the Pink Moon Podcast. This is your hostess, Somni Rose. I am an ASM artist producing quiet entertainment. In this space, I narrate stories which are accompanied by pink and white noise and gentle sounds. Welcome. It is quite a chilly November day here in Toronto, Canada. For the past few days, it has been extremely windy, so windy that apparently pieces of condominiums are just flying around in the sky. Or so, that's what TikTok is reporting. 
I happened to come across one of those videos and I'm just like, this is so reminiscent to one of those scenes from the movie Wizard of Oz, you know, when the tornado hits and everything is flying around and Dorothy is caught in the middle of this tornado. But anyways, I'm not sure if that was old footage. I mean, that is something that you hear about this city, that when it's extremely windy, things seem to fall from the sky. Well, anyways, what an introduction. I didn't mean to stress you out there, but it's just me sharing you the happenings of this city. Yes, winter is on its way. So in the meantime, let's stay inside nice and warm. I am enjoying a hot cup of hibiscus tea with a little bit of acai. It helps me, you know, stay healthy and to warm up these vocal cords. So anyways, welcome everybody. As usual, this is your quiet space, a place where you can relax. So let's begin to set the mood, set a calming and relaxing mood. In the, um, let's see here, to keep in line with today's theme, we're going to do some traveling, okay? So let's, um, let's try a visualization, shall we? Okay, perfect. I would like you to make yourself comfortable. You can either be sitting down, lying down, wherever you are comfortable. Make sure that you are safe. Inhale and exhale deeply. Imagine a small suitcase in front of you. And it can be a suitcase of any color. Fill it up with the most fashionable clothes you can think of. It's a magical suitcase. So anything and everything fits in it. Shoes, pants, shirts, dresses, jackets, and sandals, and more. Fill it up with all the essentials. Take your time. Just think about all the stuff that you're going to need on your travel. And it can be winter clothes, spring, fall, summer clothes. Trust me, everything will fit in this suitcase. Now that you are done filling it up, close the suitcase. And you'll notice that it is shrinking inside. It is the size of your palm. That is correct. This magical suitcase fits in your pocket. And you, my friend, are ready to travel. So enjoy the journey. Enjoy it. Inhale. And exhale deep. 
Inhale and exhale deeply. That was perfect. I believe we are ready to begin. Today's story, The Mermaid, was written by Carlota Garrido. She is a content creator from Spain and produces the podcast La Ilusionista, which means in Spanish, The Magician. Carlota and I met online about two years ago and collaborated together for one of her episodes. It was all done in Spanish. It was lots and lots of fun. Quite a learning experience. It really brings me joy to feature her on today's episode. Many of you have expressed that you like my content in Spanish that I have on my YouTube channel and on other platforms because you are learning Spanish. And um, that is great that you are using my work. However, if you want to take your Spanish level to a more advanced or superior level, I highly recommend to you Carlota's work. It is superb. I am a huge fan of uh, Carlota's work. And even though I am a native Spanish speaker. My vocabulary is not exactly the best and neither is my grammar. As a matter of fact, when it comes to languages, grammar has never been my forte, has never been my strength. Regardless, it doesn't stop me from trying and improving my vocabulary and grammar skills. So I'm always looking for content creators who express themselves beautifully and Carlota is one of them. She is a writer, an orator, a voice actress. The way that she uses the Spanish language, she shows you the beauty of the language through melodic words. It's really poetry. I aspire to express myself the way that she does. She is absolutely talented. Again, I am a fan of her work. I enjoy listening to her voice and I think you will too. In one of her episodes from La Ilusionista, The Magician, she narrated her original story called The Mermaid. I truly, truly loved the story. And the reason why I am reading it today is because not only did I love the story, but something happened to me the very first time I heard it. You see, Carlota's voice and words triggered my synesthesia. I know that some of you of my listeners have been following me for a very long time and you already know this about me. However, if you're brand new to the podcast, please allow me to explain. I have associative synesthesia, which means that I see or feel 
patterns, textures, colors when I hear certain sounds. I used to see them physically with my eyes when I was a child, but then it just changed. I can only see these colors and textures in my mind. And, uh, but not everything triggers it. It's always a specific song, a specific sound, words, and so forth. If you have ASMR or misophonia, which is hatred of sound, according to Wikipedia, the theory is that ASMR and misophonia are two branches from synesthesia. Very, very interesting. So what happened while I listened to her story for the very first time, I actually could see colors. I could see the text of the uh, story. I could see it in my mind. And right below it, um, I could see the words in Spanish and in English. Basically, I was simultaneously translating the text from Spanish to English because as she is narrating the story in its original language, her voice triggered my synesthesia. So I'm seeing colors, mostly blues, and then I see the text. I could really see it in my mind. And right beneath it, I could see the text in English. So, yeah, that's basically what happened. And that's why I was able to translate the story thanks to my synesthesia. Now, even though I am fluent in Spanish and English and I've dabbled in other languages and so forth, translation is not as easy as, as you think it is. Many people think that it's just translating word for word, but it's not. It's actually quite a skill. Translators are actually writers. So what they're doing is they are taking something from one language and translating it to the language that, that they are strongest in, and they are writing it. So they give it that flavor, that cultural flavor. It's, it's a very complex uh, process. It, trust me when I tell you this, it's not as easy as you think it is. I actually tried to do that as a profession at one point. And when I was going through the training, I realized this is not for me. It is, it does not come easy to me. I can translate some things here and there that are related to my work, but that's because I know it inside out. But other than that, I don't like it. But with Carlota Garrido's work, The Mermaid, it came easily to me. So I'm very, very thankful that Carlota gave me permission to read and translate her story. So now let's just uh, delve into the uh, technicalities of the translation before we uh, begin with today's uh, story. Um, it's just things that I really need to get out of the way so that you can fully understand and enjoy today's experience. So uh, as I had mentioned, yes, Spanish is my native tongue. 
However, English is the language that I am most comfortable with. I express myself very well in English. I'm super comfortable. So when I did the translation, there's some things that, well, I translated my way. And I know that some of you who are listening are professional translators. So I'm pretty sure that when you go to Carlota's um, podcast and listen to the original version of the story and compare it to my translation, I'm sure that you're going to say, mm, actually, I would have said it this way. And that's okay. This is not an official translation. This is my version. <laughs> Nevertheless, I do hope that you enjoy it and that Carlota is very happy with the translation. This is going to be her first time listening to it in English, and I hope, I really hope that she enjoys it. So here are some things that I would like to bring to your attention. In Spanish, the word mermaid is sirena, sirena. But it also means siren, as in the sound you hear from the ambulance. And if you want to say the little mermaid, then you say la sirenita, la sirenita. The reason why I'm explaining this is because in the original version of her story, the first paragraph begins with some words in English. She says, the sirens the sirens. Yes, I know that's not the word for mermaid in English. Uh, so when you hear that and you ask yourself, well, that doesn't make any sense. What does that mean? It's because she, she starts the story with some words in English. So as you know, sirens in English has a different meaning. Yes, it can mean a type of mermaid, the one that lures the sailors into the ocean. And it can also mean, well, the sound that the ambulance makes. So I just wanted to help you out to differentiate between the two languages. Also, the original story contains a sentence that was a little hard to translate. And when I uh, talked to Carlota for her assistance to help me out to understand what she was trying to say, she gave me permission to omit that sentence in the English version because she explained that the one in Spanish had to do with uh, Spanish politics. And it would just take forever to explain it because, well, it has a very long history. So she said to me, it's okay. You can leave that one sentence out. Number three, there are three main characters in the story the narrator and let's see a person by the name of el pesat el pesat in spanish means the rude one i could have translated that and just call him that way but the thing is the the sound in spanish just has this heaviness to it el pesat so I just thought, you know what, let's just keep the original uh, version. So when you hear el pesat, it means the rude one. And then the third character, her name is S. 
as in the letter S. Okay? Alright then. So, for today's pink moon breath, Carlota and I will be taking you on that journey. We're going to do something a little different together for this episode. And if you are a fan of The Clash, the British band, you are more than likely very well acquainted with the song, Should I Stay or Should I Go? In the second part of the song, while he's singing, the choir is translating what he says in Spanish. So Carlota and I are going to attempt to do something like that. So you will get a chance to hear her voice. I want to take this opportunity as well to thank Carlota Garrido for translating in Spanish the pink moon breath. So here are some words from Carlota. Here's a note that she gave to me to share with you. I used to tell stories to myself when I was a child. Since then, I've been fascinated about all kinds of stories in all kinds of forms. Movies, myths, comics, books, photography, journalism. I think somehow we tend to understand reality in a narrative way. And I think a good storyteller is never alone. La Ilusionista is basically a storytelling podcast. I think that everybody has something to say. We share stories that may help others to build their own. Maestro, we are ready to begin. Inhala profundamente. Inhale. Exhala profundamente. Relaja tu cuerpo. Relax your body. Relaja tu mente. Relax your mind. La luna rosa te hará sentir una vez más. Sonmaliento. Make you feel. say it in English, but I saw a contemporary play at the theater titled The Sirens. The protagonist, of course, was not a mermaid, but she had this air about her like Berlin in the 1920s. I've never seen a mermaid, but I did live for a time with a human who claimed to be one. She worked in a school cafeteria and had a lip ring on the left side of her bottom lip. 
When the children would ask her what she had on her mouth, she would say that she was a mermaid that had been fished by the tiny hook on the lips. I too believed that story. I'd always ask her to tell it to me. I wanted to know everything. The fishing, the lip ring, and the lips. Above all else, the lips, of course. The mermaid was tall because her legs went through a growth spurt. She was moody in the mornings. Never did I see her eyes without any paint. Not even when she cried. And she cried a lot. I don't know why. I don't remember. Maybe she missed the aquatic realm. And I understood her because that Barcelona realm, the great urban, was not my realm. The two of us were two fish out of water. That's why we recognized each other. But deep down, we knew it wasn't true that it wasn't the city, the real reason, nor the career, the job, or the family. And of course, it wasn't the guys either. It was us who were not made for this life. We had been born with fundamental defects. We weren't well with the world. S, that's what we'll call her, S as in Sirena, mermaid, had a rude boyfriend. Okay, he wasn't her boyfriend. But we all said that he was to make her mad. And it was true. He wasn't her boyfriend. He was a poor guy that visited her every night to alleviate her contradictions, to dissipate her doubts, and pay for their mistakes. He was a serpent, one that you could see hiding its malicious intentions. During the time El Pesad was not home, S was so much fun. She'd make up songs. She'd dance in the center of the living room. She'd laugh out loud. And suddenly, you'd find her curled up on the sofa or passed out next to a bowl of cereal. And it was then that you knew who'd be coming over that night to be a nurse. I can't tell you more about the mermaid. We lived together for a while. We promised not to disappear. We disappeared. The same thing always happens with these things. The day I left the building, I organized a going away party. I had to leave early in the morning. I was hoping, in all honesty, the guests would fall asleep here and there and spare me the final goodbye scene. Upon placing the suitcases in the elevator, I thought I had succeeded. But when I reached the gate, I found, stretched out on the floor, like a limestone formation, the mermaid. She had slept here, over the dirty marbled floor of our gate, to ensure I didn't leave. She stood up 
and stretched out her arms, blocking my way. She was crying. I wasn't. We struggled in Catalan until we hugged. I don't know for how long because nothing mattered to me anymore. Not even missing the train or abandoning the suitcases on the landing. It was then, on that dim-lit gate, that I kissed the mermaid. Or did she kiss me? Or did we kiss? In my memory, there are three versions of the story, but I can't figure out which one is more accurate than the other. That was the last time that I saw her. I've thought about her many times, but I haven't seen her again. I was told, yes, a long time ago that El Pesat got his reward. Don't you think there's a large enough hell for those who have been friend-zoned? The sirens. The sirens. And why do I surprise myself that I often think about that gate? What do you think? Could it be that the things that are not said or didn't take place have a stronger hold in our memory than those that did? Or could it be that the romances we did not live are like mythical creatures? They don't exist, but somehow they don't cease to exist either. Since then, every time someone stares at the pendant that hangs through and below my nose with curiosity, even though it's usually with insolence or repression, I tell them that. <laughs> I tell them that. I am a mermaid from the southern waters that was fished with this hook. And I laugh with myself, thinking, where could she be? Where is the mermaid? beautiful listeners, that was The Mermaid by Carlota Garrido. Today's VIP shout-out goes to Esther Rose Willen. Thank you very much for your support. And that is it, my beautiful listeners. That is today's story. I truly hope that you have enjoyed it. And Carlota, espero que te haya gustado. Anyways, as per usual, if this show brings any value to your life, please, please, please write me a five-star review wherever possible. And I am now opening the floor to you. I want to hear from you, my beautiful listeners. Share your thoughts about today's episode. My social media handle is Somni Rose. You can find me everywhere 
on TikTok, especially on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Send me an email at thepinkmoonpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to learn more about my work, my website is somnirose.com. All information about today's episode can be found in the show notes. So go ahead, visit Podcorn, visit La Ilusionista, check all the links. Thank you so much for your time. Take care, beautiful listeners, sending you love and light. Until next time, ciao.